talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview here on Hope FM. I'm your host, Gordon T. And I'm very pleased to say that we have got a UK artist uh, with us. Uh, I know we spend a lot of time in Nashville and that is great, but it's lovely to champion someone from the UK as well, especially someone as talented as this. It's Sarah Tabo, and we are looking forward to hearing some of her music and her stories uh, in the artist interview right now. But before we meet her, let's play her first track. This is Secure. That was Secure by Sarah Tabo. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well, Gordon. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute honour to have you on the show. And what a beautiful track that is, uh, taken from your new album. When, when did your album, uh, Restored, come out? Uh, 30th of July, so just about three months ago. Not too long ago, basically. So it's still quite new. Very. Um, but getting a positive reception, isn't it? So, which is, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Now, I know that... Well, your your names are your names are a growing name in the world of gospel music, isn't it? I would say. I think but, so. Yeah. But, but not all of our listeners will necessarily be familiar with you. Would you be happy just to share a little bit of your life story and on what Jesus has been doing with you? Yeah. How you became a Christian and how your music fits into all of that, as well as being a busy mum as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, how much time have you got? Because there's just so many layers, as you say. Um, but I think I'll probably start with my Christian journey. Um, I actually became born again at the age of 10. I used to go to a secondary school where we had Christian fellowships on Fridays. And um, I heard what I would call a fire and brimstone message in the sense that it was a case of, if you don't give your life to Christ, you're going to hell. So I literally gave my life to Christ out of fear the first time I you know, came to Christ. And um, it wasn't until my teenage years that I realized actually, God was a God of love. I became, I, I began to discover who God really was and and what his intentions for me as a loving father were. And I then rededicated my life as a teenager, more so starting a relationship, a loving relationship with God as opposed to one out of fear of going to hell. It was more so I love to be in your presence. So um, that was an interesting time um, for me as a Christian and also being very active. I started to be more active in church, leading worship. We had a youth um, band, if you like, that had, um, we, we, used, we used to have assignments basically to write our own songs, which is really interesting. So that was where like the songwriting and obviously the worship leading started to be nurtured as a gift. And, and it's been an interesting journey since, but I think, I've had a very, I don't want to call it safe journey as a Christian because I didn't have that experience where I've been on drugs or had, you know, 
alcohol addictions or anything like that because I came to Christ earlier sometimes I feel like you know you don't have a great testimony but I feel nonetheless that being preserved and having known Christ early is a blessing in itself and I feel really privileged to have been able to come to God at a really young age um and in terms of music you know because it's always been there I used to be the kid you'd love to hate in the kids choir because I always got the solo and I never knew why it was just like they always wanted me to sing the solo. I think they knew from that very young age that there was something to me, to my voice, but I was very oblivious to it all. Um, and I remember being asked over and over again over the years, you know, over the course of years, what are you doing with your voice? When are you going to do an album? And even though in my heart I knew it was something I was going to do, I just didn't feel that it was the time. I didn't feel, I, I felt like I needed a very clear sign, basically, to release me to go out and you know write music um, and release it to the world so um that was kind of a season in my life a season of a bit of uncertainty um almost doubt self-doubt as well because you know in the church we have this thing where everyone is encouraged everyone is spurred on you get on the stage and everyone's clapping and cheering no I wouldn't say cheering per se but basically an encouraging environment where there's not much criticism is how the church is and so even if you're singing off key or you're more, you're missing the modulation or forgetting the words you'll be encouraged so I actually that worked on the it kind of had an opposite effect on me because I felt um that I wasn't that good because I saw those kind of you know accolades and encouragement given to people who I knew were, sub, were like not necessarily performing so I wasn't quite sure if I was the same if people were saying that just to be nice to me, but I actually don't sound great. So um, that was a season as well that I went through of just not having that, you know, self-belief or even being confident in my gift. However, about 14, 15 years ago, I started getting validation from people of credibility. So we would have an event in my church, I'd lead worship and like a Mary Mary would come and one of them would stand when I'm singing or a, you know, like Muiwa would come and email me after and say, you've got a great voice, you know. And so, or no, Robinson would come to my church when I'm, you know, on, on the rota and he'd be like, what are you doing? with it? So when people like that started to challenge me and go like, you this girl, you know, you've got a gift, you've got a talent. I'm like, really? And so it started to become a reality for me that I had to do something with this gift. I still didn't, nonetheless step up because I still had that strong conviction that it had to be a clear sign and so um it was back in 2014 I woke up one morning and I just heard in my spirit that I had to go on a 40-day fast that's four zero and I wasn't thinking about music I wasn't thinking about anything it just came and I felt first and foremost I was quite scared because I didn't I'd never done a 40-day fast so I'm thinking God what's this <laughs> that, that, that sounds like a a, a quite a challenging thing now for some of our listeners they won't be very familiar with fasting particularly the concept of a 40-day fast um yes. can you explain a little bit are you what are you fasting from during those 40 days exactly i mean you could so fasting is essentially going without depriving the self depriving the flesh and you could do that with food i mean in this day and age a lot of people do that with social media you know you could do it with alcohol you could do it with tv but it's essentially the pleasures that your body tends to enjoy your flesh tends to enjoy depriving yourself of those pleasures with the main purpose of being able to be more sensitive to the to the spirit of god or to god's presence and to hear from him and receive from him Many times when we need direction, many times when we're trusting God to, you know, give us 
an answer to a prayer, for example, sometimes we just need to deprive ourselves of those things that are blocking our ability to hear from him. And so it is more or less a spiritual exercise, if you like, to kill the flesh, if you like, and let the spirit thrive because the just shall live by faith and we walk you know, by faith and not by the things that we see. So that is really um, what a fast is. And I'd only ever done, you know, a few days here and there, but never 40 days. So it's 40 days and that was 40 days without food for you? Well, it was food, but it wasn't like I didn't eat. So basically the way it works is you'd eat, you break your fast, which is where the word breakfast comes from basically, but you break your fast at a certain time, whatever time you decide. Some could do it till noon, some could do it till three, some could do it till six, and some could literally go on a fruit fast with, for the entire period you eat three times a day but you only eat fruit or for the entire time you eat three times a day but you only eat vegetables you know so there's different ways that you could do it I actually broke around three so I had my I broke my fast around three-ish every day and in that season I received the title of my album my debut album I'd never done an album I received um, instruction on what the songs on the album should be about and I got healed from hay fever. I used to have chronic hay fever. I mean, summer was my worst season of the year because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep. I would be sneezing incessantly. But after that period of fasting, I didn't have those episodes, if you like, of um, chronic hay fever. I received instruction for my marriage, my relationship, my kids. And even for some other people, I received words for them. So it wasn't just about the music. It was just, I think God just wanted to stop me in my tracks and just make me listen to him more. So once I received that instruction, I knew that it was time to step out. And still, I was quite green because leading worship in church and singing in church is a whole different world from being a recording artist. The two completely different things, even though it's still within the Christian space. So there's quite a lot of learning for me to do, but having that clear you know, instruction and conviction gave me the confidence I needed to step out and, and do what God had called me to do. So I know it's a bit of a long answer to a short question, but no, that's a, that's a very good answer. And I've got to say, uh, it's interesting because where you had self doubt, um, actually, if God has commissioned you into something, even when things are going not necessarily as you planned, but if you know God's called you into something then you can know that he's with you in it. So that that the your confidence in God in those things, even when it, it's probably challenging from and hard trying to manage everything and all the rest of it. But uh, but uh, it's beautiful the way that God commissioned you into it. And you knew beforehand to wait until he did so. So so that that's a, that's a great encouragement for us. I, I think actually fasting as well is something that perhaps we don't talk about much within the church. But I did notice that the prayer shield um, uh, recently have called uh, people to a 40 day fast, whatever that fast might look like for you. Um, I know some people are actually going to be only having water for 40 days. I, I, I'm scared of that thought for myself. But anyway, but you no, know, I couldn't do it either. Well, <laughs> we say we couldn't do it. Maybe we should try. Maybe we could. I, 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 I've got a bad feeling. I would, I would be struggling without caffeine by, by morning oh two. Well, that's the sign. The sign for you is to take a fast on caffeine. There you go. Oh, I wish you hadn't challenged me with that. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to see. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll, when I next talk to you, I'll let you know how that's gone. So, but, um, but yeah, it's, I think fasting might be something that, um, um, for numbers of listeners, possibly they're going, oh, I haven't tried that. Maybe I should try because clearly, Sarah, your testimony would be that it did help you to receive more from God and and to to hear His voice more clearly on numbers of issues. And uh, it's it's easy with or things that crowd in in life to not make space to actually hear from the one 
that really matters. Absolutely. So um, that's that's great that you did that. Okay, so so you felt commissioned into music, uh, and because God commissioned you, everything's been easy since then. You never had a struggle. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> so so how how has it worked following God's calling into music, doing an album? Uh, recording tracks, all the rest of it, videos, going to to do performances, uh, and also the other things on your plate. So you, you're a mum. You've got two kids. I've got two daughters. I'm married with two daughters. Yes. Okay. And how old are you? And I have and I work full time as well. Wait a sec. You're married and uh, two daughters, <laughs> full time job, and you're also a gospel singer. Yeah. Okay. And a worship leader in church. I serve in church as well. That, so so that that <laughs> I can see that's going to make life kind of hectic. Yeah. What what are the, how do you prioritize things? How do you how do you manage to try and fit things in without burning yourself out? Because burnout is something that as Christians we feel we've got to do all these different things, and if we do these things for God, He'll be happy with us, which is actually in itself probably a big lie. Yeah. But how how do you manage to keep God focused and not burn out and receive from Him and be a blessing to others around you? I that is honestly I love that question because that is something that I'm currently even working on as we speak but I think to to answer your question one of the things that's helped me over the years is the fact that I've been doing this since I was a teenager um being I mean back then I used to be in church almost four days a week because we had I love bible study it's my favorite thing so I was always in bible study midweek I didn't really like prayer meetings so you hardly ever see me there but bible study choir practice twice a week and then Sunday more or less in church the whole day so at least four days a week I'd be in church and I was literally and not to brag but I was always the best student in class in my years so from that young age I'd been able to manage being present in church quite a lot with being exceptional in my academics and without even real because I obviously when you're you don't even know you're doing these things so without realizing it I was conditioning myself so that even after I got married I was able to just carry on doing things side by side that said it is hectic especially as the kids come along um obviously you get pregnant you have to go off work you have to then care for an entire human being which takes up your entire life I have to say um and so a few things that helped me were learning to ask for help when I feel like I'm overwhelmed which is something personally I sometimes struggle with I like to give but I find it really hard to actually admit that I need help so that's something that I've had to learn to do more um, planning ahead as well so for example my album came out 30th of July and months before that I'd already taken some time off work so that I could do some promotional activity before and after um, I knew the kids were going to be on holidays so I'd already planned you know some activities around that time for the kids as well so that kind of just thinking ahead and planning ahead and scheduling things as well um, it's not it sounds easy but it's not I mean it's, easy, it's easier said than done but that also helps. But I think also listening to my body. So one thing I tend to do a lot is if I need to take a nap, I will. Like I have power naps, not to say that I'm sleeping every five minutes, but I listen to my body and I rarely fall ill because when my body says, um, yeah, I need to stop, I just stop. So if the sink is full of dishes and I don't have to do them at that point, I'm like, no one's coming to inspect my sink. I'm going to have a nap, you know, so those are the kind of areas where I kind of choose my battles and I know what, then this is where prioritization comes as well. Number one, my husband, my kids, my church, 
and then ministry and that and obviously God before all of these are God first and then my husband my kids my church I prioritize church such that if I'm rotated I go to King's Church in London it's one of the new frontiers family of churches which and which it, where, where is that in London so it's in southeast London we have four sites is it, is it, in, is it in Catford by any chance Catford yes yes Catford yeah. <laughs> so we've got a Catford so I go to the Lee sides but we've got Catford Lee Downham and Beckenham it's all one church to be honest it's all from Catford or you know spreading out from Catford and I prioritize church so if I'm on the road to, to lead worship or to serve in worship or to serve in the kids work I wouldn't take a booking on that day yeah unless I'm able to kind of swap with somebody else but that is my priority even if I have to swap because it's something that I can't get out of I'd make sure that there is a prioritization of church of serving in church so it's all those things that I do but I also listen to my body as a matter of fact God has recently been dealing with me on the topic of rest and he's opened my eyes to see this is where being constantly tuned into God is critical in our journey because he cares about everything about our lives, not just about who we marry, <laughs> where we go to school, our jobs, but even our well-being. God cares about our well-being, which is why he actually said six days you should work and one day you should rest. And it does sound like a commandment, but the reality is he doesn't stand to gain from us resting. We're the ones who stand to gain. One of the reasons we have so much disease, mental you know, issues is because we're just continuously overwhelming ourselves physically and mentally with stuff. And he just made me realize recently that next year is my year to rest. So to kind of answer your question, how do you do this? Well, it's listening to God as well and, and hearing the news I don't want to hear, which is you have to kind of stop. So it's like, really? But he's asking me to rest from specific kinds of activity. So I'll still be going out to minister and lead worship, but there's some specific activity that he's literally said to me, do not do any of this in the year coming because it's your seventh year of doing those things. He just literally told me that's a Sabbath for doing that thing. And I need to let that seventh year, I need to use that seventh year to rest from that particular activity around my music. And I'm listening and I'm just saying, yes, Lord. It's hard because I had plans. I always have plans like for five years, 20 years. It's like I have my spreadsheets and everything. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's out the window. But that's where trust comes in as well. Because it's just like with the manna, when God gave children, the children of Israel manna, they had to trust him enough not to keep any over for the following day. To know that the God who gave me the manna for today would give me the manna for tomorrow. So the God who's telling me to rest from doing this thing is going to show up when I come out, out of the rest and make up for whatever it is that I think I'm going to be losing. So that is, um, yeah, so that's kind of how, and it's again, a kind of packed answer, but that's kind of how I work through the dynamics of being all these, wearing all these hats, basically. Wow. Well, it sounds like a, a wonderful thing that God's speaking into. Rest is a, is a great thing. For any listener who's wondering, what's manna? Uh, just so you know, man, manna was food yeah. that God provided for his people uh, when they were in the desert and had no food. Uh, and daily he gave them uh, food to eat. So yes. um, so rest, what a great topic. I've got to say, something that probably uh, most of us feel like we could do with more of. And you're right, such a busy world, mm -hmm. so many pressures, so many things coming in. So if you're listening and thinking, I wish I could rest, I've got to say, you might like to lie down or sit down and listen to Sarah's album. Because I tell you what, it's a beautiful album and I think it would bless you. So um, so that could be a nice little rest activity that people could do. But maybe we need to be planning more rest into all of our lives. So the next track we've got to play from you, Sarah, is called Spirit Come. Can you tell us what's, what's the track about? What's the heart in it? Uh, and why did you write it? 
Yes. Um, to be honest, when I wrote Spirit Come, I wasn't intending to write a song. I was literally just praying. I was meditating on the book of Acts, um, chapters two through, through four, and how the apostles, when the Spirit of God came upon them on the day of Pentecost, they went out confidently, boldly declaring, you know, the salvation that comes through Christ. And these were men who were not only timid, but they were locked away. They were so timid that they locked themselves up, not willing to actually go out and declare their allegiance, if you like, to Jesus. But as soon as they were baptized by the Spirit of God, they became changed people. And I just started praying for our generation for a fresh outpouring of his spirit on us, that we may be changed people, that we may have the right kind of outlook to life, that we may be confident in our walk, in our faith, in declaring our relationship with him to people, in bringing hope to people, not being reluctant to share the light and the love that God has given us with others. But also it was back in February of last year and I was praying because we'd started hearing rumors of a pandemic. It wasn't established at the time. There was chaos between the U.S. and Iraq. There was fires in Israel. It was like everywhere you looked, there's low costs in East Africa. And it was just, you know, negative headline after negative headline. And I'm just praying for God's spirit. And as I was reading the scripture, I just started singing the scripture. And that was how the song was birthed. And I was literally blessed, or should I say gifted, with the song right there in a place of prayer and worship. And, and that was it, really. So it is still, I think... One of the um, the songs that speak a lot to people, because especially with what we've gone through in the last 18 months, the heart cry of everyone is that God's spirit should breathe afresh, not just in us as individuals or as a community, but as a planet, because we really do need a fresh outpouring of his spirit. Spirit Come by Sarah Tabo from her new album, Restored. Sarah, thanks for everything that you've shared. Uh, lovely to hear how that song was birthed out of you praying. Uh, and it'd be great if you're happy to right now for you to pray for our listeners. Absolutely, it'll be a pleasure. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that your heart is that we would be blessed. Your heart is that we would come to know you. Your heart is that we would have peace and that we would walk with you even more closely. And so I pray today for those who are trusting you for a closer walk with you, that, Lord, you would make yourself known to them in Jesus' name, that you'd bring your peace and your presence to them in Jesus' name. And I pray for those who may be struggling, who may be struggling with their health, who may be struggling spiritually, who may be struggling with their mental well-being, I ask that you breathe your peace upon them, oh God, in Jesus' name. I pray that you breathe your healing, your restoration upon them in Jesus' name. And for the one who may be asking, who is God and can I know him and can I love him and does he love me? I ask, Father, that you reveal yourself to the ones that are seeking the truth, 
that they may know the truth, that they may know you as the truth, and that they may be set free in Jesus' name. We just thank you for our nation. We thank you for our world, because we know that you reign, you are in control, and that your plan and your will prevails in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sarah, for that. Uh, and if you're listening at home and you're not entirely sure who this Jesus is that we're talking about, just want to invite you to maybe go on www.findachurch.co.uk. That's if you're in the UK. There are thousands of churches that would love to welcome you and hope you know more about God's love. And if you uh, maybe have heard of the Alpha course, there are lots of churches starting up Alpha courses around this time, and they would love to welcome you and hope you to really explore for yourself with like-minded people who want to explore and find out about the claims of Christianity in a really easy, enjoyable way. So that's available on alpha.org. Right. Um, you know what? It's, it's so nice actually getting to meet you, Sarah, and, and chat about things. And you're just so authentic about all the things you have to plan into life and all the rest of it. So I guess you mentioned spreadsheets earlier on. I'm guessing you maybe got a bit of the gift of administration if you're going and planning life that way. What things do you feel God has planned for you mm. uh, in this coming season? He's obviously talking to you about rest, so you're laying some things down. Yes. But what are the things that you're going to be carrying on with, picking up and going forward in? Yeah, I mean, right now I've just launched a podcast actually a couple of weeks ago and um, it's called Church Unboxed. And interestingly enough, it's talking about Christian culture um, and church culture. And I've started to see a trend where... Um, even though obviously I'm a worship leader, singer, songwriter, and all of that, um, being, you know, called upon to kind of opine on these kind of topics, which I don't know if that's exactly my calling, but it's starting to, to become a thing. So it may well be something that could be happening. But I think as far as my music and just um, the songwriting side of things is concerned, I always just put it in God's hands. I write my plans in pencil and I give God the eraser. And I just ask him, you know, to let his will prevail. Um, whether or not I'm going to have another album, I think the answer to that would be yes, probably in a couple of years' time. But for now, I'm just looking at, you know, just doing more of worship, um, going to different, you know, churches. I've got a church tour, actually, uh, for 2022, and that will be happening. That's thankfully not the area where I've been called to rest. So that will be going ahead. And um, I've already got some churches that have indicated interest in having me. So that's something that I know would be happening as well. Now, if there are churches that are going, oh, I would like to have Sarah Tabo come along, uh -huh. how would they connect with you to, to say, oh, come to our church? Oh, that's a good question. So you could just email me at music at sarahtabo.co.uk that's sarah with an h t-e-i-b-o.co.uk so music at sarahtabo.co.uk or you can even dm me on instagram as some people do and i'm very responsive great okay and and, and on instagram uh, who are you where do people connect with you i am sarah tabo music Sarah Tabor Music on Instagram. I'm quite responsive there as well. But And also, you could just go on my website, saratabo.co.uk. Great. Well, that sounds like something to look forward to for you and the churches that you visit as well. Are you mainly going to be in the London area touring or is it across the nation? It's it, it's across the nation. About, about three weeks ago, I was in Newcastle. And I was actually supposed to go again to Newcastle on the 30th, but I was serving in church, so I couldn't go. But it's across the nation. Um, I've gone as far up to Scotland. Um, so, yeah, it's anyway. And to be fair, if you're listening from abroad, yes, 
we can come you know abroad as well but it's focusing on the uk for now so god's got music planned ahead a new album maybe in a couple of years time a tour in 2022 yes yeah and what things are you hoping personally to also see god work in what are the things mm. that motivate you and touch your heart mm-hmm. the things that really i'm sensing is healing strongly i'm sensing healing as a thing that happens when god uses me to minister and as a matter of fact i'm beginning to see comments to that effect on my youtube videos i mean there's one i posted on my feed yesterday where somebody you know i don't don't know these people you know they listen to the music and they just testify to how it's helping them in their you know current state and a particular lady commented to say god led her to my song secure which she played at the start and because she was afraid for her life and for the life of her sister and god gave her a word in isaiah 59 and then he led her to the song which has isaiah 59 and and i think for me it's like those are the things that i'm trusting god for um for, for my ministry and for the songs that he's gifted me with because these are not my songs these are songs that he's gifted me with to share with his people and so i'm trusting for healing physical healing spiritual healing mental healing so somebody like that would have been in a state of anxiety and that is a mental condition and that song has brought her healing and peace and so that is for me validation because i sense that is a kind of offshoot of the ministry that God has given me to bring healing to people. Um, That's kind of what I sense personally is going to be coming through the songs that God is gifting me with. Do you know what I I can say? I think that that is not just someone bigging up their own music. You know, I, I just, I don't, you know, I just want to say I've listened to your music and I can believe that God would minister through it. And I believe that God is the God of miracles and uh, he's gifted you uh, musically to bless many people. I'm absolutely convinced. So um, I just want to encourage people, maybe who are at home, especially if they're struggling with the things you mentioned there with stress, anxiety, mental health issues and physical health issues, to sit and just play your music and let it wash over them because there's so much beauty in it and I I am convinced it can bring God's power and God's change. We don't normally do this, but I would like to ask you to pray for a second time, Sarah, if that's okay. Oh, wow. And particularly to pray uh, on that subject of healing for people. Wow. Thank you, Lord. You said in your word that you are the God who heals us. You sent your word, your word being Christ, and you've healed our diseases. Lord, I pray for everyone listening today who may be struggling, who may be battling some kind of diagnosis or disease. It might be new, it might be old. They might have been trusting you for a long time and wondering, when is my change going to come? Lord, I pray for these. And it might even be someone who's just right now received a letter in the post with a diagnosis. Lord, I pray that you'd bring your healing power into their space that you washed over them with your healing in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would bring a restoration of completeness to their bodies, to their spirits, to their souls, to their minds. It may not be instant. It may be instant, but we trust and believe that you are powerful. You are able, you are a healer, you are at work. And we know father, that you're bringing peace into these situations in Jesus' name. You're restoring lives. You're restoring hope. 
you're restoring health and you're bringing completeness and wholeness, Father, to these individuals in Jesus' name. We just thank you. We praise you in all things, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, and again, if you're listening at home and you're thinking, yep, I want that healing that Sarah has uh, just prayed, you know what? Listen to the tracks a few times. Put them on the repeat. Repeat that prayer as well. Just keep rewinding and listening to it uh, and let God minister to you out of his healing power. So um, we've talked about all sorts of things, Sarah, and some quite serious things and, and um, all the rest of it. But you know what? Sometimes people also might get the impression, well, it's all right for Sarah. She's got everything sorted, everything together. Can you tell us maybe a slightly funny story as a mum or something on the road where things haven't quite gone to plan? Oh, yeah. It's, this isn't even a funny one, to be honest. This is a test of my faith. Um, after I had my first daughter, I think about three years after, we started trying for a second. And remember I said at the start that I'd been a Christian for pretty much the best part of my life. And so I'd never really had... I can't, I literally do not have a memory of praying for something and not getting it. Not to say my life was rosy, not to say I had a millionaire parents, but I'm talking about just my journey with God. I hardly ever prayed for something. Maybe because I tried to pray according to his will, I don't know. But yeah. I felt like I was that child who always got what she wanted from God. However, when I got pregnant for my second, um, what would have been my second baby, about six weeks into the pregnancy, I started spotting, which is like a sign of a miscarriage. Mm. And I did everything humanly possible, even Christianly possible. So I prayed, I laid my hands on the tummy, I spoke in tongues, I used anointing oil. My faith was, you know, like at a hundred, a million percent that this child was going to stay. But unfortunately, we lost the baby. This happened around um, a Christmas time. It was like around a December-ish time. And at the time I was... Um, uh, this was before I started going to Kings and I was leading the worship team for the um, end of year activities, basically. And there was a song that we were singing in that season, which I was called to lead. Now, this was all happening whilst the essence of life was leaving my body. Like literally, I was in pain physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I was busy questioning God in my head. Why would you give me a blessing and take it? I was angry at God. I was in a state of depression just everything was just going down a, a, a bottomless pit literally and um and I was called to sing a song that says wow what an awesome god you are wow what an awesome god you are wow we are wonderfully made wow when I think about your goodness I get speechless in the midst of that I was not I was singing it so powerfully that the pastor asked us to come back and sing it again. But I was not in that place. I was busy asking God why. I was singing wow, but I was asking why. Yeah. Right. And, and, and this is something I always say to people. Sometimes we look at people on the stage. We don't know what they're really struggling with, whether they're in the worship team or even the pastor. They are humans going through just like we are, but they're pushing through as well. But I um, did all of that and, and then... It was such a powerful song that the following year, because this was all happening in the December kind of period, that was almost like the theme song for the year. 
especially if it was offering time, then the pastor would go, wow time. The pastor would say offering time and the church would go, wow time, because of that, how powerful that ministration of that song was. And, um, but, you know, I just cried to God. I, I, I just did, I didn't get the answers I wanted. I was angry and everything. Um, a few months after we tried again for a baby, conceived around the same time six to seven weeks into the pregnancy I had the exact same symptoms bleeding spotting this time we even went to the pastor's house you know did everything you could do ticked all the boxes off unfortunately this was starting to be Easter now but unfortunately lost the baby and we were doing an Easter convention which I so happened to be coordinating the choir and this time we actually even had an Easter play and I remember I wrote the play, I wrote the, it was like a musical. So we had like music and acting and everything. And I held it together because I wasn't there at all. Held it together to just finish that performance. We actually also sang Wow, which is God has a sense of humor. Whilst that was happening again, I was busy singing Wow, what an awesome God you are. And once, once that performance was over, I, I couldn't hold it any longer. Ran off the stage went into a back room, one of the kids' rooms in the back of church, and I just broke down crying. And one of my friends actually was walking past, and she saw me, and she just came to me. And and I love what she did. She didn't speak. She just held me. She didn't ask me anything. She didn't say anything. She just held me, and I just cried. And um, I think I eventually got to, to tell her what it was. But that was a very dark season for me because I'd never, ever prayed for something and not got the answer. So... I was like, what is going on? And I remember when I eventually, and I couldn't pray. That was the thing. I couldn't, I just didn't, I was just angry at God for taking two, in my mind, taking two babies from me. Why would you give me these babies twice and take them away? And and then God actually then spoke to me. And he's, he's so gracious, I have to say. He comes to us even when we, we, we have no faith, when we've completely lost it, when we're not even listening somehow. He still comes. It's just like, you know, when Paul at the time, Saul, was persecuting the church, he wasn't looking for God, but God came to him, which is a miracle if you think about it. Yeah. You know, and so in my state of despair, depression and doubt and anger, somehow he spoke to me and he said to me, my faith in him is not supposed to be like a remote control. These are literally what I heard in my spirit with which I tell him what to do, when to do and how to do it but an unshaken resolve to trust him no matter how things turn out. And as soon as I heard that in my spirit, I was like, okay, I think I get it. It wasn't easy, but I was like, okay, if this is what you're trying to teach me, Lord. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Let's, let's go. You know, and I picked myself up and some months after I had, I got pregnant again and I had the same symptoms around the same time, the spotting and what have you. And this time I just said, you know what, I just put my hands up. I said, Lord, I just put it in your hands. Whatever happens, you take control. You take the glory. If you never bless me with another child again, I'm yours. And I just left. I didn't pray. I didn't do anything like I normally do. I put it in God's hands and I walked away. And that child is going to be nine next March. So that was a trial of my faith, a defining moment of my faith. And it just helped God become more real to me, especially given you know, I felt like, oh, I can always pray and get it. It's like, well, maybe not, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh, yeah. that that is a extraordinary story uh, and, a, and a hard story. But you're so right. So many people are going through things and 
suffering um, silently, um, and but God is still there. And he, he, the Bible is clear on this, that he can turn all situations yes. to good for those yes. that love him. Yes. So maybe at home you're listening and you're thinking, I'm going through tough stuff at the moment. We just want to encourage you. I'm sure Sarah would agree. God has not left you. He's not deserted you. His love and favour are towards you. So do call out to him uh, again in the midst of the, the struggles, in the midst of things being challenging. So thank you, Sarah, for sharing from your heart. Um, it's a it's a tragic story, but great to hear you have a child now just about to turn yeah. nine. So that yes. is wonderful. But uh, you put the whole thing into God's hands. Now, we've got one more track uh, to play from you, and this track is called Restored. Tell us a little bit about the backstory to Restored. Yes, yes. So Restored is a title track of the album, actually. And um, it was a title that was given to me in 2019. Um, back in 2018, actually, I, I just heard in my spirit that my next album should be a worship album, like a resource for people to use in their personal and corporate worship experiences. And um, But I didn't know what it was going to be called. And then in 2019, I just heard Restored. And as you do, whacked out my spreadsheets and started planning and saying, yes, it's going to be us in 2020, May, June, July, whatever. And I had all these fancy, you know, schemes and strategies, started talking to my producer. I hadn't written the song yet, by the way. And I didn't even know exactly what God wanted to do with the word restored, but I just started, you know, getting some songs together. And, and then when it came to, this was the last song I wrote on the album, because when it came to writing the song, I didn't quite know what it was that God wanted to say. And I tried to as much as possible especially when I get a clear word, because you know what, like with spirit come, I wasn't even planning to write, it just came. But when I get a clear word, write to this, I need a bit more. I need to know, God, what are you trying to say with that expression? Um, and nothing came through 20, well, for the best part of 2020, nothing came. And I was like, is it me being restored? Is it hope being restored? You know, what exactly? Is it people coming to know Christ being restored? And it was still like a blank sheet. But then, God took me back to kind of reflect over what we'd seen through 2020 with the pandemic and with the losses. There's hardly any person across the entire globe who hasn't experienced some form of loss from the end, from one end to the other of the spectrum, whether it's loss of life or just loss of time. You know, there's all, there literally has been loss in one shape or form. And so God was making me understand, was impressing on my heart that it was about restoration of our souls because you could have, you could lose the house and get it back and lose it again. You could lose a car and get it back and lose it again. You could lose a marriage, a kid and lose it and get it again. But our souls, the essence of our being is what God wanted to restore such that if we ever had to go through anything in life, if we're anchored in him, we have hope that we're coming up victorious. And so that was what he wanted me to write to with a song restored. And um, once I got that kind of memo, if you like, I kind of set to work writing the song. So Restored is really about restoration of hope. After we have kind of deemed everything lost, God is there restoring and rebuilding and um, giving us our faith and our hope back. And more importantly, restoring our soul. As the psalmist says, you restore my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. He, you know, he restores my soul. And, and that's really what um, Restored is about. Well, Sarah Tabo, thank you so very much for joining us today on Hope FM and our partner stations for the artist interview. It has been an honour talking to you. Uh, and this is your track, Restored. God bless you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless. And now the battles won. 
was restored by Sarah Tabo. And thank you so very much, Sarah, for joining us here on The Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM. And there are many other episodes for you to enjoy. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. And why not subscribe, share it with a friend, spread the blessing. Thanks for joining me, Gordon T. Looking forward to the next episode with you. God bless. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.